Hey guys, just before this episode starts, I wanted to give you a podcast listening pro tip. Depending on what you're listening to, I recommend speeding up the sound between 1.2 to 1.6, depending on how closely you need to listen. Pretty much any podcast player has this feature. But if you're short on your podcast queue and don't want to burn all of your podcasts listening too fast, keep it at 1.0. Either way, enjoy. Talk to you soon. Welcome to TCSE's own In The Loop podcast, talking CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, training, business, and a little bit local in Kamloops, British Columbia. Loop Nation, what is up? I'm here with my co-host, Carly. Hello. And today we brought on a special guest i referred to him as a crossfit hero in episode one mm, wow family man realtor crossfitter local legend aaron krauser welcome to the show wow what an intro <laughs> make me make me feel pretty special anyways so we're having uh, aaron on the show today because part of this podcast we want to really dive in deep on some local stuff in kamloops and support members of our own big community gym and specifically i talked about this in episode one aaron was really helpful with us getting the gym going um but before we get into that you should tell us about how you got started into crossfit sure i was i came to Kamloops and started going to school at tru and there was a guy i went to school with and i heard of it from him francis DeSantos. that was his name <laughs> just pulled that one out i haven't thought about that in a long time and he knew that I had not very good accommodations. I was actually living in a junky little motel on Columbia Street. And we were talking about working out. And he said, well, do you know of CrossFit? And I'd never heard of it. So he gave me kind of the rundown of police, firemen use this, military training, etc. It's very broad. And you can just do it right in your hotel room. So he told me to go to the CrossFit.com website, which was a very basic website at that time. I think at that time... If you could do a muscle up, you'd send in a video if you could upload it because sending videos back then wasn't the easiest thing. And they would put the video on the site because it was new and not many people were at that level. That's OG. Like, yeah, this was mid 2000s. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's how I heard, first heard of it. And then I looked up on the website a wad that I could do in the hotel room and it was just squats, yeah. sit ups, push ups, and did you actually and, live in a hotel or motel? Yeah, motel. Junky little motel in Columbia. Right, right below the Econo Lodge. And you're, you're paying daily? No, you can pay. People rent them for the whole month. Oh, and you wow. don't need to pay for entertainment because you just open your blinds and, you know, there's a guy runs this way and cops go this way. And then these people are yelling and it was just crazy. This was one of those at the front hotels you pay for it. hourly, was it? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Not my room. <laughs> Well, not when I was there. That's nasty. Now you got me thinking I should have disinfected it better. But uh. So anyways, doing CrossFit online, um, just through the CrossFit.com, discovered some hotel workouts, and then how did you find natural strength? That was when a bunch of people that were nurses all started going. Uh, Tara and Jamie and Sarah heard of it from them. And this was on McGill, at the far end of McGill. And they went and did a workout, and Sarah said, oh, this is great. Come check it out. So I went and the first workout was heavy on snatches and I thought, what in the heck? 
this is a lot of like, that's a real simple thing to jump into in the first workout and no, it was great someone said don't judge it by one workout because it's so diverse you've got to go for a few weeks and try a dozen different things because as you guys know if somebody goes and tries one they're basing it all on that they have no idea what crossfit is you're just experiencing that one workout so then i started going and became regular and have been going ever since through three this is the third gym location now and then uh sarah's been going for a while too eh yep yep same amount of time we've uh, had times where we've had months off but pretty consistent yeah i remember a certain block of time you had off yeah. right before we met you yeah um and then we also want to ask Aaron about some real estate stuff in particular to Kamloops. But before that, how did you get into real estate in the first place? Like become a realtor? What were the steps? School, of course. Well, yeah, I went into business school, not really knowing exactly where I wanted to go with it. Um, growing up in Merritt, my dad always had a couple rental properties. So I always appreciated real estate from that point of view, basically like a game of Monopoly. And when I was going to TRU in business school, we were DJing myself and a buddy at the pub doing the Thursday was the big night at Heroes Pub at TRU, Thirsty Thursdays. And uh, I knew the guy who had a contract for a whole bunch of different venues in Kamloops. And he said, oh, you're going to TRU, Aaron. You, you play music. And he knew I played guitar and I love music, etc." He said, why don't you DJ? I have the contract there for Thursdays and a couple other places in town. And combining that with business school, it wasn't long before I realized, well, this guy's paying me a hundred bucks. What's he charging the venue? So I went down to Long and McQuaid and they gave me a line of credit, which blew my mind and I bought speakers and um, lights and microphones. And all of a sudden we were doing events around town. And what I noticed was the power of referrals that you do a good job for somebody, you do their wedding, you do their special event, whatever it is. And all of a sudden you're getting all these bookings and these strangers are calling you and talking to you like they know you already because they've already seen your customer service or what you've done for someone else. So combining that mind-blowing um, effect of how powerful referrals are with something I was already interested in from growing up in Merritt and seeing my dad with real estate and going to business school, it all came together. And I said, well, what if instead of getting referrals for doing people's weddings all summer, I was getting referrals because I'm taking care of people buying and selling houses and it can grow organically like that. As you know, word of mouth is the best marketing. It all just kind of came together in 2010, got my real estate license through Sauter School of Business, which is UBC's business school. That's where everybody in BC gets your real estate license. Technically, what a realtor is, because that's a branded trademark, where our license is a real estate Is this going to cost me money publishing this? Branded trademark? Trademark? No, no, just if you use the tra trademark. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Capital letters. Like when you see the word realtor, it's capital letters with the trademark logo. going to post this uh, online and then get like a $500 bill from Aaron? Uh, yeah, five twenty-five, five fifty. <laughs> we'll see how long this epi this epidemic, how long this pandemic goes on for. It might be a thousand. <laughs> but yeah, that's technically a real a real estate trading services representative. That's what I'm technically called. If we're going to nerd out on it, um, we had enough nerding out in episode two, right, Carly? Very funny. <laughs> Those are some big words. Though. It was pretty impressive. Just strung them together. And if you haven't listened to the second episode, people should get on that. Um, you remember what the first house you sold where it was or how oh, it yeah for sure so the first house that I ever helped somebody buy was a young guy first time home buyer his grandma had some money she was lending him and he bought a house in Brock on McKinnis place 1185 McKinnis place and he was so excited 
I just, yeah, I remember the whole experience because I was just pumped for him too. But the first listing that I ever had, because that's a hard thing to do. It's hard to tell somebody when they ask you, what's your track record of selling houses? I want to list my house. Um, well, I've never sold one, but please list it with me. Like, what are you going to say? You're brand new. Right? It was actually a property in Cash Creek and it was about to go into foreclosure and contacted the buyer through, or sorry, contacted the seller through somebody that randomly phoned my office saying, Hey, my friend is in trouble. They need a realtor. I went and met this guy and the house was pretty much destroyed and he was on disability and hadn't left the house in a long time. It was just a really bad situation. And we ended up getting it sold. It took a while, but it was about a week before the sheriffs came in and locked it up. Oh, hmm. wow. Yeah. Clutch. Yeah, it was a close one. <laughs> really close. Too close for comfort. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so fast forward to January 12, 2018. Not going to echo the whole story from episode one, but we had to find a new space for the gym and we hadn't seen you because you'd taken a little bit of a break from CrossFit around the time that we moved to Kamloops. Yeah. And then uh, when things were going down with the other space, uh, we met you in front of our new location, Notre Dame Drive. Yeah. Remember what happened? Oh yeah. We walked through there and it did not look, I, w- I hope you can post somewhere or maybe you have back in the day when we first got in there, but what it looked like then compared to now, oh, yeah, I it's wild clothes. for me because yeah. I was there with you guys on that day, right? But what I really remember about that day is we looked at a couple other options that were not nearly the same amount of space. And one of them was pretty much ready to go. Remember that one on Laval? You could have moved in and- Yeah, it was smaller. But it was it was tiny. And the it was other less, place. Of a, less of a risk, yeah. but also you'd never be able to have the membership that we have at TCSC in that space. No chance. And the other place is, was it actually pretty big, but it was a fixer-upper. Which one was that one? Uh, it's on the next building beside oh, us. Right. Oh, yeah. Five, yeah. Gotcha. yeah, yeah. I forgot about I that I think one. it's still vacant, actually, too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah they were doing automotive stuff in there, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. There's stains all over the floor. It's pretty rough yeah. shape, yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, Aaron helped us apply for the lease, and then luckily I had all those documents and stuff ready to go, and... Wasn't there other applicants at the same time that we put our stuff in? That's what they told us, yeah. I don't know them, but realtor said that there were other people that wanted it and they had to look over who all these tenants would be. And yeah, you were pretty organized as everybody in this who's listened to this is well aware. So you probably clicked a couple of buttons on your online drive and you had 20 documents to get out <laughs> right away and away, away they go. That's fairly accurate, yeah. It was fast though. It was ridiculously fast from meeting you guys to locking that place up. Yeah, I think we did seven seven business days to from bailiff showing up to having the keys. Having the keys. Yeah. And then it was seventeen days total from bailiff to first class back. Wow. But just some insight on the real estate side, I remember learning this the hard way. Realtors like you selling houses and buying houses and stuff, working all day and all night. Whereas, and we could call you at 11 o'clock and you'd answer. Whereas I remember once we got to five o'clock PM on each weekday, it was like, oh, I have to wait till nine o'clock tomorrow because these commercial guys are strictly nine to five. Oh yeah. And that was a big difference for service wise working with you and then dealing with the, the commercial end of people trying to find a lease that. Yeah, no, that's true. I think that's why a lot of commercial realtors like to do that because they actually have evenings off, weekends off, and also <laughs> dealing with business people and businesses. So yeah, it's a big draw for sure. 
so I just wanted to put out some information out there through Aaron on kind of like what it's like to buy a house. The median age of our gym is probably in the late 30s. So we have a pretty big range of younger people that likely haven't bought yet or some little bit more established people that are looking to buy maybe a second rental home. Uh, ignoring like this whole COVID thing, we can talk about that later. What's the real estate market like in Kamloops and how has it changed in the last few years? Kamloops, because it's so diverse, we've got, we're one of two Canadian cities that have both rail lines going through, CPNCN. Um, TRU's been growing, first law school in Canada since 19, first new law school since 1976 or something like that. Uh, new gold mine, we've got Highland Valley Copper, tourism's picking up, people are pushing for this wine trail thing. So there's a lot of different things happening. So Camus is more like a train that's chugging forward. It doesn't have huge spikes and dips like Kelowna does or Vancouver does. Um, but things have been going steadily up since about 2016 in Kamloops. And this is a bit of a pause this few months, but things are still going to be just crazy this summer once the lights get turned back on and everybody's back out there. Um, tons of people have been moving into Kamloops because they've been retiring Vancouver and taking cash and they can buy something here. They're mortgage free and they can even retire early. So there's been an influx of people. So population keeps going up. People are seeing that they can have a good lifestyle here for much more affordable than the Okanagan, for example, skiing and recreation in the summer. Yeah, so prices have been climbing. Doesn't necessarily help buyers, but we're still in a seller's market and we have been for about three and a half years. So the it'll level out eventually, people can only afford so much. Yeah, I just know when I was looking at my different options after we were done in Toronto, Outside of my like family connections to Kamloops, what was nice that it seemed like the median buyer price was fairly reasonable when I first moved here. And then I had goals of getting a property eventually, but it felt like prices kept climbing month by month at the whole time I've, that I've been here. Is that accurate? Yeah. Some months things will be flat, but overall year over year, we've seen anywhere from 8% to four and a half percent growth in the last three and a half years. So if you bought a house five years ago, a single family home, you'd probably make, well, it depends what it is, but you could make a hundred grand on it just in appreciation alone over the last four or five years. The average single family home price in Kamloops is just over 500 for the last 12 months. It's been five, 510, 507. I look at the graph every month and that's a detached house. We're excluding obviously townhouses, condos, etc. And um, a year and a half ago, you'd never see that number starting with a five. It was always in the mid to high fours. And what's it like? Um, do you compare or look at rental prices compared to buyers just for like daily or monthly budgets for young people? Because I know like when Carly and I were renting a basement suite when we first moved here, it cost us more to rent that basement suite in Kamloops than we, what we paid for in Toronto. Yeah, rents vacancy rate is 1%, sometimes a little under 1%. And so that's why rents are so high. And then the property prices, we're almost at Vancouver rents, almost. And the property values are so much lower. So even people from Vancouver will come here to buy rental property because 20% down on a rental property, 5% if you live in a house, but 20% down on a rental property, you can rent it in Kamloops and you're going to be cash flowing easily 250 um 
$1,000 a month. I don't even look at rental properties with people unless the rent is going to cover the property tax, the mortgage, everything, and cash flow at least $250 a month. I did a deal last month and a cash flow is $900 a month. So it's actually a part of their income now, just buying a rental in Kamloops. It's crazy. So I think what was really helpful advice when we started looking for residential stuff with you was, I think you said every $100,000 on a house Yeah, it's about $500 a month. $500 a month. Payment. So if you're looking at a $300 or $300,000 house. About $1,500 a month for your mortgage, yeah. Yeah. And then I always go, I like to be conservative. I'd tell people to add another $600 on that. And that would be your property tax, both your utilities. So you have your city utilities and then also your personal utilities, Fortis and Hydro. And then uh, your insurance. So there's those four costs. And usually they're more like $400, $450 a month. But I always tell people to add $600 just so... You know, you'd rather budget high and find out it's a little bit less than realize you were wrong and have to make up the difference at the end of the month. Not fun. The biggest thing about buying a house, whether it's Canvas or wherever you are, if somebody, you asked specifically about first-time homebuyers, if somebody's a first-time homebuyer and they say, okay, what do I do? I want to get a mortgage. They're going to go to the mortgage broker with their last two years notice of assessments, documents. They're going to go with their last three months pay stubs. That's what the mortgage broker will tell them to bring in. Mortgage broker will punch in numbers in the computer and it'll spit out an amount um, that is the most that they would be lent from a, one of the lenders. This is so backwards because now people see what the absolute most debt that the bank's willing to shackle them with is. I advise people to work it out backwards. How much money do you want to have for paying off your car loan, saving up for a vacation, doing fun things in life? Fun things like CrossFit, out, right? Mostly in CrossFit and making sure you can buy TCSC branded gear. And, and Zevias <laughs> from the fridge. Zevias, yeah, Zevias, but two bucks is Zevia is still two bucks or has it gone up? It's still two. That's yeah, not bad. Okay, <laughs> so so that's the number one thing. Then then your household debt after that. But number one TCSC <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but but really though, the like all joking aside, the problem is that people will find out the most debt they can have and they start looking at houses in that price point. I always try to reel them back a bit and say What's a monthly payment that you're comfortable with? Is it $1,200? Is it 18? Is it 23? Like where are you comfy that you have enough money to have fun in life? And then look at what's in that price range, not the other way around. Because the mortgage broker is just going to put the numbers in the computer like you asked them to. And I, I don't begrudge mortgage brokers for telling people the most that they can get because that's what they want to know. How much money can I get? Here's my income. But don't look at that number and start looking at houses. People will send me a list of houses at $600,000 all the time. And I say, well, how'd you come up with this number? Oh, the broker said I could get it. Well, let's dial it back. Yeah. I'll find them something, hopefully 450 that they're happy with. And they say, wow, I can't believe I was going to spend way more money. That must vary by broker too, depending on what they're looking for. I know our broker was pretty good about being very informative and, and cautious too. Which is good to hear. Yeah. For sure. But that's anything. A bit of variance in service, which is why Aaron's been really good to us about looking out for us and both commercially and residentially, it's been huge. Thanks, man. Do what I can. So if we're looking to get in touch with some information, um, Instagram, websites, where's the best place to look and what kind of tools do you, you use to inform people or let people know what's going on? As far as the current situation or real estate in general? Real estate in general and like, Sure. You've been putting some neat stuff on your Instagram page lately too. Yeah, cool. So 
my brother, when I was getting busier about five years ago, my brother, my older brother, Chris, got his real estate license and moved to Kamloops with his family. And I rebranded what I was doing online everywhere as Ask Aaron. We rebranded it to Your Kamloops. So it's a little bit more, it's real estate and a little broader community based as well. So we have Your Kamloops as our Facebook page. Your Kamloops is the Instagram tag. But also I have another 18 um, Facebook pages that are specific to neighborhoods, which I tell people and a lot of people don't know that because you usually just see the main Your Kamloops page. But there's Your Kamloops Aberdeen, Your Kamloops Sahali, Your Kamloops Brock. And we have custom have a custom made video of each of those neighborhoods saying this is these are the catchment area, these are schools in the catchment area, these are the features of these neighborhoods, these are the average home prices. So there's videos on all 18 of those. So if someone's listening to this, wherever you live, just type in Facebook in the search bar, your Kamloops, Bachelor Heights, and check that page out because it's open. It's not restricted for comments. So we've had people on there saying, hey, this dog has a collar and it's running down the road or um, having a garage sale for whatever. And we monitor the content to make sure you don't have some wingnut on there just, you know, being inappropriate. But they're wide open community pages that have a little bit of real estate focus on stats for the area and also it's wide open for people to engage with each other you also have closest gym to your neighborhood right and they all say tcsc that actually <laughs> says only gym in kamloops yeah <laughs> is tcsc and some people thought you know what about the canada games pool and i told them no they're doing those rentals they changed the date that already started and instead of six months it's actually going to be a four-year thing so no one's going there so they're, all coming, <laughs> they're all coming to tcs yeah no there was a big uptick right before yeah, yeah that's it um as far as the whole covid situation right now uh what's your outlook on real estate and are people selling buying listing a lot of people are putting everything on hold a lot of sellers don't feel comfortable to have strangers coming through their house right now. Open houses are something that's formally been outlawed, but realtors, as far as the province of British Columbia are deemed an essential service. Given that clients of mine who are going through the process and there's no time crunch, they're just wanting to start looking or if new clients are reaching out, that's all on pause. But if I have someone who the subjects are off their house, it's a firm sale and they're out in six weeks and they need to buy a house. If the seller is okay, we're very, very minimal, but there are still some showings happening, but it's, it's really slow. Everything is on pause. I think that once we get to the far side of this and consumer confidence is back and Dr. Bonnie Henry tells us that we can start socializing again. I think everybody's going to run out the door a little too fast and start interacting, which might bring this second wave that you hear people talk about. But overall, once we actually get to the true end of this or the winding down of the curve, it's going to be insane in Kamloops because all these buyers didn't decide, I'm not going to buy a house this year. They're just waiting. So summer, fall, it's going to be nuts. We're going to see listings coming on. There's going to be buyers coming out of the woodwork. There's already multiple offers up two days before everyone was told to stay inside. I was in a multiple offer scenario with, there were five offers total, a place that hit the market the day before. Um, so if you have something with a competitive advantage, that house was right near an elementary school and obviously people wanted to be in that elementary school, it was right by Juniper Ridge. For the playground? 
to be by the playground, yeah. And then they taped it off, and then the values <laughs> went down. No, I saw a great meme. But the adults want to go do pull-ups and stuff, right? That's why. No, they just go to TCSC. <laughs> oh, right. You can't do pull-ups at the playground. Yeah, true, true. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Don't, don't put that idea out there. People say, "Hey, that's a good idea." Meet you guys at the field with some Fifty percent cancellations from one episode. Yeah, <laughs> crash. No, but really, I think the fall and um, yeah, the sprint, the summer. Sorry, the summer and the fall are going to be crazy. Canvas isn't isn't going to be rocked by this when we look back at 2020 as a whole. It's just going to be a slow few months. That's that's a good outlook. Um, speaking of being busy, so I imagine you're going to go pretty wall to wall when that picks up again on running around town doing your thing. Yeah, I'm structured for it. I've got my brother to help me out because yeah. a lot of people can only look at houses when they get off work. right? So literally every single day, well, not in times like this, but every single day, I could go show houses from four o'clock till eight o'clock every day, but I'm not willing to do that because I have a family. So I do certain days of the week. My brother will do certain evenings of the week. And that's why we go to the gym at 3.15 because I'll go to work in the morning, work most of the day, 3.15, go meet Sarah and the kids at the gym, connect with them, have a workout. And then I'll either go show houses afterwards or I'll be hanging out with them hopefully for the rest of the day. So that's why we've kind of chosen that time slot. And that was a big thing we kind of tried to highlight. We did a, a video with Aaron, like a testimonial video about a year and a half ago, maybe. Yeah. It's on it. our testimonial section of our website. It's pretty funny, actually. A couple minutes long. I <laughs> uh, got a little montage of Aaron on his cell phone in the gym as kind of a joke. No, they were, so were all natural. <laughs> One hand skierg. Yeah. Um, but I remember you talking about that to me in person and when we set up that video that you really like that hour of CrossFit to break up your day, but also give you some energy. Oh, for sure. My phone is off. It's in my gym bag. I'm hanging out with Sarah and getting exercise. No, for sure. That is, that's one of the best parts of the day, every day for sure. And just to plug like what we believe in too, like what do you think doing, you know, one hour of structured, effective exercise does for your your life or your routine mood oh i think that if people humans are meant to walk around like we weren't we didn't have cars back in the day we're meant to walk around move around have way more activity in our life as a species than we do driving sitting driving eating not healthy at all so mentally everybody we're speaking to the converted here everybody knows at the end of your workout you feel so much better and you can, I think, mentally deal with something that might be bothering you. Once you've gone through the workout, you can shrug it off and say, I feel good, I'm strong, let's keep on rocking. Okay, thanks for coming on, Aaron. Um, how do we reach you other than looking for the uh, spaceship decked car you drive around? That's the only way, actually. <laughs> yeah, you gotta check it out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, AskAaron.ca. Our, it's a website, yourcamloops.ca, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Smoke Signal. Um, Can you read Smoke Signals? There's a lot of reserves around <laughs> there where I grew up. So I'm, I'm a little versed. You know, people can call me too. 3.15 uh, p.m. TCSC class. 3.15 TCSC. Oh, I've got a poster up on the wall from uh, Sweatfest. Was that from no, Sweatfest? No, it was in the intramural, pardon me. Yeah. Intramural a couple years ago. We're going to update that one soon. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm around. No, thanks for doing this. It's fun. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being in the loop. <laughs> <laughs>